prefatory notes for russia in nineteen nineteen this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by expatriate in bangor maine russia in nineteen nineteen by arthur ransome prefatory notes publisher's note on august twenty seventh nineteen fourteen in london i made this note in a memorandum book met arthur ransome at blank's discussed a book on the russians relation to the war in the light of psychological background folklore the book was not written but the idea that instinctively came to his mind pervades his every utterance on things russian the versatile man who commands more than respect as the biographer of poe and wilde as the translator of and commentator on remy de gaumont as a folklorist has shown himself to be consecrated to the truth the document that mr ransome hurried out of russia in the early days of the soviet government printed in the new republic and then widely circulated as a pamphlet was the first notable appeal from a non-russian to the american people for fair play in a crisis understood then even less than now the british who's who that almanac de gotha of people who do things or choose their parents wisely tells us that mr ransome's recreations are walking smoking fairy stories it is perhaps his intimacy with the last named that enables him to distinguish between myth and fact and that makes his activity as an observer and recorder so valuable in a day of bewilderment and betrayal b w h author's introduction i am well aware that there is material in this book which will be misused by fools both white and red that is not my fault my object has been narrowly limited i have tried by means of a bald record of conversations and things seen to provide material for those who wish to know what is being done and thought in moscow at the present time and demand something more to go upon than second-hand reports of wholly irrelevant atrocities committed by either one side or the other and often by neither one side nor the other but by irresponsible scoundrels who in the natural turmoil of the greatest convulsion in the history of our civilization escape temporarily here and there from any kind of control the book is in no sense of the word propaganda for propaganda for the defence or attack of the communist position is needed a knowledge of economics both from the capitalist and socialist standpoints to which i cannot pretend very many times during the revolution it has seemed to me a tragedy that no englishman properly equipped in this way was in russia studying the gigantic experiment which as a country we are allowing to pass abused but not examined i did my best i got i think i may say as near as any foreigner who was not a communist could get to what was going on but i never lost the bitter feeling that the opportunities of study which i made for myself were wasted because i could not hand them on to some other englishman whose education and training would have enabled him to make a better a fuller use of them nor would it have been difficult for such a man to get the opportunities which were given to me when by sheer persistence in inquiry i had overcome the hostility which i at first encountered as the correspondent of a bourgeois newspaper such a man could be in russia now for the communists do not regard war as we regard it 
the germans would hardly have allowed an allied commission to come to berlin a year ago to investigate the nature and working of the autocracy the russians on the other hand immediately agreed to the suggestion of the bern conference that they should admit a party of socialists the majority of whom as they well knew had already expressed condemnation of them further in agreeing to this they added that they would as willingly admit a committee of inquiry sent by any of the bourgeois governments actually at war with them i am sure that there will be many in england who will understand much better than i the drudgery of the revolution which is in this book very imperfectly suggested i repeat that it is not my fault that they must make do with the eyes and ears of an ignorant observer no doubt i have not asked the questions they would have asked and have thought interesting and novel much which they would have taken for granted the book has no particular form other than that given it by a more or less accurate adherence to chronology in setting down things seen and heard it is far too incomplete to allow me to call it a journal i think i could have made it twice as long without repetitions and i am not at all sure that in choosing in a hurry between this and that i did not omit much which could with advantage be substituted for what is here set down there is nothing here of my talk with the english soldier prisoners and nothing of my visit to the officers confined in the burtica jail there is nothing of the plagues of typhus and influenza or of the desperate situation of a people thus visited and unable to procure from abroad the simplest drugs which they cannot manufacture at home or even the anaesthetics necessary for their wounded on every frontier of their country i forgot to describe the ballet which i saw a few days before leaving i have said nothing of the talk i had with eliava concerning the russian plans for the future of turkestan i could think of a score of other omissions judging from what i have read since my return from russia i imagine people will find my book very poor in the matter of terrors there is nothing here of the red terror or of any of the terrors on the other side but for its poverty and atrocities my book will be blamed only by fanatics since they alone desire proofs of past terrors as justification for new ones on reading my manuscript through i find it quite surprisingly dull the one thing that i should have liked to transmit through it seems somehow to have slipped away i should have liked to explain what was the appeal of the revolution to men like colonel robbins and myself both of us men far removed in origin and upbringing from the revolutionary and socialist movements in our own countries of course no one who was able as we were able to watch the men of the revolution at close quarters could believe for a moment that they were the mere paid agents of the very power which more than all others represented the stronghold they had set out to destroy we had the knowledge of the injustice being done to these men to urge us in their defence but there was more in it than that there was the feeling from which we could never escape of the creative effort of the revolution there was the thing that distinguishes the creative from other artists the living vivifying expression of something hitherto hidden in the consciousness of humanity if this book were to be an accurate record of my own impressions all the drudgery gossip quarrels arguments events and experiences it contains would have to be set against a background of that extraordinary vitality which obstinately persists in moscow even in these dark days of discomfort disillusion pestilence starvation and unwanted war arthur ransome End of Prefatory Notes 
Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine.